City like Alana. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Curate Podcast. My name is Kyrie Malik. <clears throat> and what a podcast it is. What a day it is. What a week it has been. My God. I am glad that I am back on my bullshit. Back here again, uh, it took me a little while to get back, but I am back. Uh, yeah, I guess I have officially taken yet another week off, um, because I needed it. TF? Yeah, man, uh, wasn't feeling the greatest, the tail end of last week. Uh, moving into this week and began to feel a bit better at the top of it. Um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to speak preemptively as I have yet to get tested for the COVID, um, but I feel really good here today. Um, there is one thing that is still lingering that is a tinge concerning, but um, you know, I'm still moving in goodness. I'm moving in rejuvenation and healing and wellness. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're going to get that test. Uh, it's supposed to come in today. My friend alerted me to a uh, service where they send you a test kit to your house 
Um, so maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the description box uh, for anyone who might be interested in that. Um, as it is super convenient and it is in keeping with the whole quarantine thing. You know, if you have symptoms, uh, you should be inside and yeah, going out to get a test kind of <laughs> goes against that a bit. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but again, overall feeling good, feeling great. Um, you know, and moving with that. Um, it is hot. It is so hot. It is so hot. I have access to the outdoors via my apartment. Um, so I go out and sit in my little box. Um, from time to time just to get some fresh air because being in this studio day in and day out um and I'm saying studio apartment not studio where I'm recording although I record here too <laughs> um but the times that I step out like I did this morning oh my god it is so brutal outside and people are consistently talking about how the summer's almost over and it's so true so sad but so true but god damn you know here it's been raining on and off i've said before i'm in baltimore so here on and off it has been raining um like between last night and today but i'm really interested in like a really hard substantial amount of rain for a good duration of time it's like it'll rain for a period and then just let up and be sunny again, which is like, eh. it's something about the rain I just enjoy. I enjoy hearing it on my window. I can stand the rain um, against the window pane, you know, and I'm here for it. It just is something comforting about that contrast, I guess, with being inside. Um, and what a privilege. Yeah. Uh, I have created some notes here on today. I have put this show together prior to sitting down. <laughs> and that's not to say that all of the other shows have just been wung. Um, past tense, winging, wung, wing, winged, winged. Um, but this one, and seeing as how it is the 20th episode, which feels like a bit of an anniversary, a bit of a, like a, a milestone point, um, you know, I'm like, let me really sit and get this shit together. So it is, uh, our artist of the week this week will be Miss Anita Baker. Um, yeah, so there will be lots of Anita themes throughout. So prepare thyself. You could have probably seen that coming from the intro. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, just a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, first of all, of course, I know all of your favorite podcasts are talking about it, have been, and I'm joining the chorus line of folks celebrating, 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 
celebrating blackness, celebrating. Black is king. Why? Because it is. I could leave it there. But <laughs> um, Beyonce, thank you. Thank you, girl. You really did your thing per use. Um, my friend described it best, um, Malik Glee of the Bottom and Bougie podcast that is soon coming. Um, y'all look out for that. <clears throat> um, but he said it best in that it's like, I, you, you feel like a child again. I felt like a child again. He said it best, and, like, he got up close to the TV. Like, you get up in it. You want to be up in it. You're, like, just marveling at what's coming across your screen. And I was. It really, I felt like a child seeing all of these beautiful images of beautiful black people doing regal things and, and, and performing in regal ways. And, and regal in more ways than, you know, just, like, monarchy but like just excellence you know um there certainly was that aspect of it too of just like you know king and queenliness but um which is why not people take issue with with that and like this whole you know you see all around i google beyonce's name from time to time just to see what the goings-ons are of the goings-ons um as it pertains to my lady um and you know a lot of what folks are saying is just like the romanticization 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 whatever of africa but it's just like after seeing after growing up and seeing nothing but you know an impoverished the way you would think is the whole continent is just impoverished and just at the beck and call and at of 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 western society and just like waiting for a savior and like this and that i mean now like and you know throughout maybe like the past 10 years just the the messaging that we've been able to receive otherwise um not the past 10 years, I'd say even beyond then, you know, but I feel like it's been within the past 10 years that this, like, um, awakening of people to just, like, the modern, modernity, modernity, um, my words are all over the place today, but, um, of, various countries and parts of Africa, like, and just the, this total flip of the script and this narrative that we've been fed for so long about our homeland, and purposefully so, you know, um, and I mean, like, the modern script, you know, we, we get the ancient Africa and, you know, all of the amazingness that has inspired everything that we see around us here today um but this picture of contemporary africa as a continent you know um and just the beauty 
that's coming out, you know, this is adding to that narrative, you know, um, and our connection, you know, Africa's connection to African-Americans, African-American connection to Africa, and just this tie, this bond that is so strong. And as much as... As many rifts as we put in between ourselves, Africans and African-Americans, it's a tie that can't be broken no matter what. It doesn't matter. There's no time. There's no space. There's no nothing that, that, that can strip Africa from me. Look at me. Where else on the planet? Could my people come from? Could I come from? Sure, you know, absolutely I am an American, you know, given the set of ideals and, 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 and things in which I've come up under. It's not, you know, directly African. But you hear it in our speech. You see it in our walk. You see it in our dance. You see it in our expression. You see it, you hear it in our laughter. You hear it in our slang, even. You see it in our hairstyles. You see it in, in, in our choice of, of, of the ways, the many ways in which we adorn ourselves, you know. And the list just goes on and on and on and on and on, that connection that again cannot be weakened by time or any amount of space, you know, and I just am really thankful for this, yet another piece of, of art that has come out and been produced and created fully by an African-American woman, you know, and involving so many African people, and people from all over the world, black people from all over the world, I understand that this was not just shot on the continent, you know, it was shot here in, in the Grand Canyon and in parts of Europe and just all over the world. I even came across an article last night. Um, there was a, a, a bodybuilder. She's like, uh, probably, my, I want to say 84, but she's from here. She's from Baltimore. And I don't, I mean, I don't know how Beyonce or Beyonce's team found her or whatever, but like, yeah, she was a part, you know? Um, so, I mean, just this culmination of so many black people from all over the world coming together around this project um, and with Disney, you know, with Disney, it's like, that's just so amazing. Disney. You know, I don't think people grasp fully like what that means, you know, for this black woman to be here on this massive scale producing content for a Disney. You know what I mean? Like that entity is beautiful. It's incredible. It's 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 lovely. And black is king. Black is king. Period. Um, ba -ba -da. 
I said I wasn't feeling well. Um, shout out to my sister. My sister and her friends drove to Las Vegas. My mom told me. They did like a whole cross-country road trip. I just thought that was really pretty cool and worth mention. <laughs> That's something that people talk about, you know, this whole idea of a road trip and that kind of thing. But, And from the sound of it, they just kind of dived into it, you know, not a whole bunch of planning and this and that. That would be me just like feeling like I need to have X amount of dollars set aside and like, you know, just all these ducks in a row in order to kind of ensure that we would get there safely and like have freedom to spend money throughout the trip and like you know that kind of thing because you want to stop and see different places and I would anyway you know um but they got there safely um there was a slight hiccup um I'm telling all her business on here but um (laughs) the tires popped or something all this according to my mother um but they they got it together, and apparently there's some service there is like you can it's like the Airbnb of car rentals, where you're renting someone else's car, I guess while they're not using it. Um, so that's what they use, and so someone has gotten four new tires, um, <laughs> as a result of these young people deciding to um, traverse the uh, North American terrain in their vehicle. Uh, so yeah, they're still there. Um, traveling mercies coming home, all the love, all the blessings. Um, yeah. Uh, my job is having everyone come back very soon. Um, and I've alluded to the fact here that I work at a university and, um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, not worrisome, not quite that yet for me. I am just curious as to the rollout of everything. I'm interested to see how things are going to be um, here, here like the end of August when they want everyone, and everyone I'm saying is like employees, staff, faculty, to be back by a certain date. Um, within this month, um, but prior to, they want everyone to be tested by August 10th, um, which, you know, is a bit like, what? Like, because I've been going in there with no testing, um, so it's kind of like, why now? Um, even though I will get my tests, it's supposed to come today, actually. This is Friday, uh, August 7th, so, um... Yeah, I guess I won't be making that uh, August 10th date, but, um, you know, getting tested nonetheless. Uh, But yeah, just and beyond that, like students will be coming back on campus. Like all of this is going to be really interesting to see. I saw a photo yesterday that I guess has been floating the floating around the interwebs. that was a school out of Georgia, a high school, showing maskless students walking through a hallway, you know, a pretty tight hallway. And you remember high school, like everyone, you know, between classes and that kind of thing, everyone's on each other's back. There's no, there's no distance, you know. 
And at that time, there was no need. You know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't something that we thought about the way that we're thinking about now. You know, the close proximity of, of lockers, even, you know, even if you're able to distance in the hallway, your locker is right smack dab next to somebody, you know, their belongings are in there. Who knows how this stuff, nobody knows anything regarding like, or, you know, it's a lot of mixed messaging surrounding the, the how this travels, you know, so could someone's backpack who's contaminated touching the locker contaminate the metal, which goes into the next lock? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many thoughts around just like what exactly is going on and how things are transmitted. Um, but the hallway for sure, that picture was pretty, pretty wild. So, you know, me working at a university, again, another place where there is a it's a small city. It's a small city. You know, that's the way I look at a university. It's a small little town where everything is there. You know, but students are going to be going off campus. I was having this conversation with my mom yesterday. Like, people are going to not just stay on the campus. You can't, there's no way to ensure that. People are leaving campus, bringing people on campus, going to parties. These kids are going to parties. They're going to be having stuff. They're going to be having each other over and like, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to, they're kids. They're in college. Like, what? You know, it's like, I don't know how to, how you safely do that without knowing, assuming some, you know, you have to assume some level of risk and say, hey, okay, or like be transparent about what it is that you're doing. Don't, you know, I just feel like we're coaxing everything under the guise of all of our safety plans and this and that. It's like nowhere within that safety plan is the acknowledgement that, yeah, we're taking a massive risk by doing this. You know, no one's saying that outright. It's just saying, hey, hey, here's what we're doing. You know, um, and yeah, we're assuming some a, a high level of risk, you know, um, but we're willing to, and we're going to put these things in place, you know, and seeing again, I think I alluded to this the last time, like working within the department specifically that I work in, it's like, you're seeing all of the purchasing, you're seeing all of the, the contracts that are being put in place with various, um, personal protective equipment vendors and, and these people, you know, all these measures that the university is taking to, um, you know, ha- try to have a safe opening. And it's like, with all of this, like, put that money towards a super robust online learning system or, you know, virtual learning. You know, like, just for the sake of safety. You know, you would think that these are my thoughts. I don't know. I should be a university president. I don't want to. I should be in a, excuse me, I don't, that was a phone call coming through, but um, I just need a high level position in the world. <laughs> I'm your guy. I am your guy. You just see these people and on so many levels like who are not so bright, but in these insanely powerful positions that affect people's lives and their livelihoods. 
you know, making decisions for the rest of us. And it's just mind-blowing to me, the actions that people are taking on the behalf of the masses. You know, it's really wild to me. But here we are. Um, I know who the commander of this ship is. And this ship, by this ship, I mean me. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else on my list of things that I wanted to talk about? I have general anxiety written down here. I think when I crafted this, (laughs) feeling... And I think the reason why I even crafted this, I'm just like, I need to get shit out of my head and onto paper. I need to see it. I need to see it. I need to feel organized. I need to feel like I have some semblance of control of something because so much just has been feeling like so out of my control and been trying to be okay with that, you know, and life is that, but when and where you can, it's like, you want to, you want to feel like, especially now, you want to feel like something is, something can be molded (laughs) and look exactly the way you want it to, um, so, yeah, I, you know, I hadn't been feeling beyond the physical, uh, all that great, um, mentally, emotionally. It gets lonely in here. It gets a bit lonely in here. Um, and I get to thinking about things and worrying about things that are minuscule and that I shouldn't. And, you know, I had to take a break uh, from a particular activity in that it was, uh, I saw how too much, um, which just really take my mind places that it doesn't need to go, doesn't, uh, yeah, so, you know, just, Basically, being sober in my apartment um, and understanding the necessity of that and balancing um, non-sober moments, you know. So, yeah, but today's a good day. Feeling good today. Got up, meditated, you know, did my usual food routine, my oats and my coffee, cafe. Coffee Cafe. Uh, yeah. More teas. More lemon and honey. Just soothing myself throughout. Soothing myself, soothing my mind, soothing my body. After this, I'm going to do some form of physical something, physical activity. Because I need that too. I need to move my body around. Um, I've been quarantining since, you know. I haven't been feeling well. I it's again I haven't been tested, so I don't not for sure. 
as to what's going on, but or what was going on, but you know, still this no taste, no smell thing has been persistent. Um, so that's a bit concerning. But again, I'm moving in wellness because that's my natural state. Um, so yeah, you know, but still being smart, still you know, doing what I know to do. Um, and part of what I know to do is to be inside for my health and for the health of others, just in case. So, but it ain't easy. It ain't no hoe, like XD says. <laughs> for real. So, that's been that. Yeah, man. I have, um, said everything in my little show intro touch points uh so with that we're gonna move on into this wisdom of the week This week's wisdom comes from, I really hope I'm not being too, uh, uh, I'm not, I hope I'm not talking too soon, but, uh, I mentioned my friend Malik, um, and a new friend, Shamus, um, they are coming out with the Bottom and Bougie podcast. Uh, which will be on your airwaves, your pod waves, very soon. Um, yeah, edited by moi. And I'm really proud of them. I'm proud of their their um, their work with the podcast. I'm proud of my um, contribution and that they've entrusted me to um, work my Spinderella magic on their 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 baby um but in listening to and editing their first episode i have come to to learn them very intimately (laughs) um but one thing that um stood out to me um was their talk about shadow work and the the wisdom is that this is shadow work season and i can't remember who which which one of the two said that exactly, but that resonated. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes work going on right now. This is the quiet time. This is the time, the downtime, where stuff comes up for people. And it's coming up in ways in which are unexpected, at times that are unexpected, emotions that are unexpected, Um there's just a lot of stuff coming up for people right now. Excuse me. And um I think that is appropriate to call this this time a time of shadow work. And I had to look up shadow work and it means something a bit more 
intricate than kind of how I took it at face value. I'm I'm saying it in terms of just work that is hidden from view and that might not be like tangible, but it is very much work and very much real. And it gets into spirituality, it gets into feelings of the self, self-esteem, and just keeping your internal good and elevated and doing all the things that we just do internally. And that, you know, it's kind of like a shadow and that it's done, it's personal, it's done, you know, kind of like in the dark per se, you know, and that it's is personal to you and only and you know it you you know what you're doing you know um so yeah we're coining this 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 time shadow work season um and i'm thankful to them for that language um yeah so uh let's move into uh ba 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 the ailment for the week This week's ailment has been coined COVID Connect. How do you connect? That would be the commercial if if there were a commercial for COVID Connect. COVID Connect. How do you connect? Um, <laughs> and this segment this week is just about what it sounds like, uh, you know, how we're connecting during this time um and this part of the segment being the ailment i'm just going to kind of get into some of the things about these covid connections that don't really mesh so well with me i just um you know for one i am sick of zoom i'm really sick of virtual shit in general um, virtual meetings, virtual one-on-ones, virtual stuff, you know, um, FaceTime is cool, and that is usually of a personal nature, you know, it's with friends, or a friend, um, when I'm saying virtual stuff, I mean, like, virtual business, virtual, you know, yeah, things of, like, more just, like, of a business nature, you know, um, it's hard to read people. It's hard to really gauge people, and especially people that you're meeting for the first time. I'm having, I've had instances of that throughout this time, um, personal and professional. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I feel that it's hard to really gauge a person and really 
get into their inner um, on, online when you're not literally in front of them. You know, it's just something about that face-to-face communication that just makes for a more interpersonal interaction. Uh, people are distracted. People are doing other things. Like, you know, uh, so I don't know. It's it's hard. I always get the sense that people are ready to get off the phone. <laughs> like, there's that sense, and I let that get I let that on to me and like start you know I've gotten out of the the habit of like allowing that feeling to because I don't know it for sure but it is certainly a feeling when people stop making eye contact when well whatever eye contact you can make over FaceTime like people's I'm noticing people looking around like doing other things this and that it's kind of like I will I have had the tendency in the past to um you know, start to tailor my speech and just make things shorter, this and that, just like, you know, maybe not give a full thought or like, you know, but as of late, just kind of stopping that and, you know, not not putting my stuff on the other person. I don't know, maybe something happened, like, and they're looking off to see what just, what that noise was out the window or like, you know what I mean? Like, it might not have anything at all to do with me. Um, and so... Yeah, just kind of not wearing that. Um, and FaceTime, like I said, is better. But, you know, it depends on on the use. I like FaceTime for interpers- for personal interactions, like with friends, um, that kind of thing. You know, some people have connectivity issues <laughs> where it's like, you know, they might be frozen or buffering or whatever. Like, you know, so that's a thing. Um, but again, I... FaceTime, one of my, my pet peeves is is not feeling like I have your attention. Even on FaceTime, I don't want to be talking to a pause screen. You know, it's like, let's just talk on the phone. Oh, my goodness. All these phone calls are coming through. Um, But, yeah, it's just like, let's just talk on the phone. Might as well, if I'm here talking to this pause screen, you know, why it was kind of defeating the purpose of the FaceTime. Um, yeah. And then I, I did, I alluded to earlier, you know, meeting people for the first time and you get into people's communication styles and like frequency of communication. Um, if we say we're going to meet at a particular time, let's meet at that time. Let's confirm times, you know, let's like not let things linger and like, you know, this, I don't know, maybe this is a testament to age and just maturity of just feeling like, okay, if we, if we set a time or someone throws out a time, confirm said time. Let's not like, I'm not doing the, the lingering thing. It's, that's, that's, that's not, you know, it's not good for me. I'll just write it off. I'm just like, okay, I'm not talking to that person, you know. And I'm not going to just call, especially when this is someone who I don't necessarily know or if this is a, a first-time meeting. Like, let's set a time, adhere to it, you know. First confirm it and then adhere to it, you know. 
Um, I just see, like, just back to the personal, just like niggas and communication. And this is pre-COVID. It's just a dud. Niggas don't know how to communicate. <laughs> like, effectively. You know. I have found that throughout, 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 throughout. You know. Sending a text message with two questions. Answer both of them. You know? I mean... Don't not answer and just start talking about something else or like, you know what I mean? It's like, what happened to like those? I just asked you a question. Like, what, where, where did those go? Like, you know, I thought we were having a conversation. <laughs> um, well, there's those, those things. But again, that, that there is all pre-COVID also. And then lastly, um, what a lot of this has to do with, and I think would be alleviated by, is if I had one consistent connection, particularly of a romantic, um, you know, kind, um, just like of a partnership, a bit of a partnership during this time. I would be quite the luxury. I'd be quite the, um, I think it would alleviate a lot for me and like the feelings that I've been experiencing. Not feelings of unwantedness or anything like that, but more so just like, Damn, it'd really be nice to, like, you know, be in here with someone that I can touch and feel and we get on each other's nerves and we come back and we're fine and we can laugh and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, um, and have sex. Oh, God, and have sex. Good, safe, wild sex. On a consistent basis. <laughs> How lovely would that be? I'd probably never leave. There'd be no need. Um, you know. I think for me that to have a person of of that that kind here in my life like would be would just alleviate a lot and I wouldn't be looking outside so much. For I guess that is a form of looking outside, but you know we would have each other in a lot of ways. You know, I feel that I put that on my friends, and I'm looking to them uh, for that. I was on the Facetime yesterday with a friend, and I noticed this lingering thing that I do. And I said it out loud to him, just like, you know, it's as if I don't want to get off, even after I say goodbye, or like, hey, I'm going to go, whatever, you know. I do this lingering thing where I'm kind of like, just kind of lingering on the phone a little bit more. I might talk about something else, even after I say bye, like, 
it's as if my it's as if somewhere subconsciously like I don't want to leave, don't really want to get off the phone, you know, and that's okay. But it's just kind of telling to me, just like damn, like I really ain't connected in so long, not in a real way, you know. Yeah, I mentioned that I've, you know, I've talked to people. I've met people who I've talked to on FaceTime. And that's that's cool, you know, but I don't know. I just feel it hard to establish a real connection that way, especially when niggas communicate the way that niggas do. Just like very inconsistent, very sporadic, you know. I don't put too much stock in like what that what these things could become, you know, until I see some real a real effort, a real consistent effort, and you know, one that's not one sided. Um you know. So yeah, this is kind of my feelings about connection during this time um and there's lots going on in the virtual spaces for connecting in um erotic ways um online that are fun um you know and the reason why I'm speaking so freely about it is because why not? Like, why not? I'm a single man in an apartment by myself seeking ways of connection with people in various ways. And to have found safe outlets for sexual experiences even online um is just a testament to the beauty of 2020 <laughs> to this era in which we live now i think it's great i have a friend who's a nurse and he is all about it like he's you know then and the thing that he said that has stuck with me the most is the safe safety aspect is safe you're not involving your body with people physically you know you just see other people also enjoying themselves as well and enjoying you enjoying yourself you know what i mean like it's a beautiful thing um yeah yeah it's just a lot of different outlets it's a lot of a lot of different ways that people are getting creative to connect i i've kind of asked the um idea that i alluded to last time with the uh, online course, if you will. I just want to start with something a bit more just like free-flowing and just like super interactive and, you know, not so much heavy lifting on my end. 
um, I just feel like I don't need another stressor. <laughs> so, yeah, there's something in the works, but it's like, you know, it's it's yet another means of connecting and, you know, allowing space for people to connect, express and connect, you know. So be on the lookout when I finally... Um, it's not huge. That's the thing. It's not a huge idea. I was about to say when I get the courage up to like put it out, but it's just like, it's not even a huge thing. It's just creating space for people online to come together, express and connect. That's it. That's really it. Um, but yeah, I'll share more about that at a later date. Um, yeah. So with all of this, that has been ailing me about the communication during COVID. Um, let's get into some curations that I have mined out of said ailment. Let's move into it. So the first curation, um, this time has really clarified for me in terms of communication, the demands of my communication. Um, it's just really made, you know, what I demand out of people that I choose to connect with um, a lot more clear. Um, and I want effective communication. I desire follow through. I desire desire and interest, reciprocal desire and interest in communicating. You know, really those three things have kind of come out of this, you know, um, effective in terms of just like literally how you express yourself, the words you choose to use, how you put them together. How you put them together. <laughs> it's very important, you know, follow through. Um, if we say we're going to meet again at a certain time or whatever, like, let's confirm that and let's move on that, you know. Um, and again, this lastly, again, just desire and interest. I want to feel like you want to talk to me. Like, I want to feel like that on both ends. You know what I mean? I want it to be very much reciprocal. I'm not into, I don't do one-way stuff. If the moment I notice that about me, the moment I feel like I'm putting more into this this conversation or this communication than you, I feel like I'm I'm gonna shut down. I shut down. I just feel like I'm I might be doing too much or like I don't know. I don't you know, I just get really in my head about it and just like okay, yep, no, mm mm. Like I'm gonna fall back and let this person if they want to show 
a little more gusto. <laughs> Why is everybody calling me right now? All right. Secondly, um, I'm not talking just to just anybody during this time. You know, I really ponder the value prior to us talking. I ponder the value of our potential communication. You know, if I connect with this person, what could I potentially, what, 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 potentially, what is, what is going to come out of it? How am I going to feel post conversing with this person? You know what I mean? Like. Am I going to feel drained? Am I going to feel, you know, more uh, lighter as a result of our communication? How is it going to affect me? I I ponder that prior to getting on the phone with anyone, engaging anyone during this time. Because especially, most especially for the reason that I'm by myself more than I'm not. So it's like, I need to, you know, this, I enjoy my time. I enjoy my, my solitude. But at the same time, it's like, if if I'm not going to feel better as a result, or like, you know, if it's not matching, at least, <laughs> the time that I'm spending by myself, it's like, eh, eh, you know, I don't know, it's, you know. Yeah. And this goes into the third point, just like less tolerance for BS with communication. You know, bullshit subject matter. I mentioned communication skills. Just being a lot more intentional about what it is that I'm letting in and who I'm letting it in from. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about COVID time in, time out, you know. I don't want to talk about, you know, other people and stuff. It's, you know, it's just like like gossipy type stuff and this and that. Like, you know, it's, man. Everybody's on their own journey. That's my favorite phrase. <laughs> when I see fuck shit, everybody on their own journey. When I see just, like, nonsense, everybody's on their own journey. Everybody has their own cross to bear. And I just leave it there. You know, I'm not getting into the whys and the thises and the thats. I got enough stuff going on just with me, myself. You know, let's talk about some elevation. Let's talk about, you know, let's move past the fuck shit, you know. Let's talk about how we're going to move past. Who are we? Who is bringing strife? Who do we need to eliminate from the equation to bring us back to a state of peace of mind? You know, let's meditate on those things. Um, fourth, I've said that this time has really helped me identify and value those who are close and who I have close ties with. You know, because it's those people that I'm talking about that that really do bring me joy and that really do that. You know, you leave the conversation having laughed, full belly laughter and feeling lighter as a result of, you know, choosing to um, converse with them. 
So I really have had a clear view as to who those people are in my life um, and who those people aren't. <laughs> um, and lastly, it's been an opportunity for self-reflection. Am I all of the things that I seek? You know, you can say that you want these things from people, you want this, you want that, you have all these demands and this and that, but am I being the light for someone else? Am I, what am I bringing to the function? You know, because what I'm bringing is what I'm attracting. So, you know, I have to be able to turn that lens on myself as well. And um, check myself, keep myself, you know, just as accountable. And I know we all got our stuff going on, you know. It's like we we need to release sometimes and talk about things that don't necessarily feel all that great. Um, but you got to catch yourself in this, and it becomes a cycle, just like a constant. That you're around, you know, energies and things that don't feel good and don't bring you joy. And that's what you find that is constantly the topic of discussion. It's like, okay, when are you going to change that? Like, when are you going to, like, you know, when are we going to not indulge those energies? And choose a little higher for ourselves. You know. Because honestly it gets tiring. You know. On you and for those around you. Who want better for you. And who, who want you to want better for you. You know. So. Ah, those are the curations of the COVID Connect. How do you connect? Flashbacks of the times we've had Some made us laugh And some made us sad We used to break up Thank you for listening. Um, this is episode 20. Woot woot. I said a woot woot. So I'm very excited about that. And yeah. Yep, those are just a few of the things that have been on the membrane. Um, because... 
communication has been a large theme here lately. Um, again, because I'm seeing constantly the contrast of, you know, me spending time by myself versus when I choose to connect and get outside of myself. Um, it's an event. It's, it's an event in my day. Um, and I want those events to be meaningful and I notice the difference in some versus others and just how important and vital it is to be having good fruitful connections with people during this time um yeah so that's that on that um The rain has started, <laughs> and I'm happy about it. I hope it lasts. It'll probably rain for five minutes and then just stop and it'll be sunny. Sounds like I hate the sunshine, but I don't. I just really, I really enjoy the rain. Against my window, yeah. So, uh, y'all be good to yourselves, to others. Be gentle with yourself. Uh, yeah, man. I don't have nothing else. So with that, I'm going to sign off. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye for now.